welcome back to our podcast. I am joined by Ellie. Hi. And my name's Bonnie. And firstly, we've got to start off with some news, don't we? <gasps> news headlines. Sad news. Potentially happy news. What can it be? <laughs> <laughs> Such suspense. <laughs> what is this news? Uh, we are known as the Gardener and Artist Notebook, but we've done some thinking and even we sometimes stumble to pronounce our own name (laughs) it is quite a mouthful it is a mouthful so we're proposing to you you listeners (laughs) you people um we're going to be potentially changing our name to the what is it ellie the botanical creative yes the botanical creative if you couldn't understand ellie jane singing but um (laughs) we're we're putting it towards you guys if you think we should change our name let us know. Yes. Let us know your thoughts. You might and be able to sway us either way. Yes, and we'll let you know next week on the podcast what the decision is. Yes. Or what, what you, you have, have decided. decided. <laughs> <laughs> but this week we are having a bit more of a casual chat and we're going to just talk about what we've been up to. So, Ellie, what yes. have you been up to in the art world of things or in um, your studio? In my studio, mm. I've recently just finished a wedding art commission piece. Hmm. I didn't know you were taking commissions, so yeah. tell us about it. So Send them my way. How, how did you get approached? What do they ask? Tell us all the details. So it's just a, <clears throat> someone I know. <laughs> Excuse me while I clear my Sorry. throat. <laughs> yes. uh, someone I know. Um, mm. And their family member's getting married, so they were like, mm, I want a wedding gift. And I was like, I can make you one. Well, it's um, quite a unique and more personalised gift to give something that's handmade. You know, yeah, so. exactly. So definitely unique something different mm. you probably wouldn't usually expect at a wedding you'd get like you know some new plates or yeah, some goddamn crystal plates. smash those or something <laughs> yeah. um so, so what so what was asked of you did they specify like what type of medium they wanted you to use or style not really all they kind of gave was photos of the venue mm. um, which is just like a rustic log cabin building like a traditional Australian log cabin? Yeah, like a rustic yeah. kind of looking What, you'd find place. out bush? Yeah, uh, it's more like a barn, actually. They oh, call okay. it a log cabin, but it's actually more like a barn. barn. Mm. Like a yeah, farmyard barn kind of thing. Mm. Um, so they just gave photos of that, and I I thought, well, <clears throat> I've done um, uh, floral wreath yeah. watercolours before. You did a really pretty one. Did you put that on your Instagram, that one? Yes, check it out. What's your tag? Your name? L E double L underscore the underscore artist. Quite easy, so. Yes. Yes. But no, check out the wreath painting. It's quite beautiful, actually. So yeah. you did that again for this style? Pretty much. Um, just very big size. So it was like the paper was like 31 by 50 centimeters. Or oh, something wow, like that. that is huge. Yeah, so it's a big piece. Um, and yeah, I thought, well, the watercolour floral wreath kind of fits with the rustic look. Mm. Um, and then incorporating the venue, I thought was, you know, a nice personalised touch. Mm. Um, more than just a flower painting. Um, so what did you do for the cabin? So I carved it out of lino and just a lino print of it in the middle of the wreath. Mm. And then it's just got the couple's names and date, their oh, wedding date oh, on their it. their wedding date. Yeah, it's did just something special they can keep. Did it take you a little while to get the um, lino print quite 
right? Because like, did yeah, you make took wood textures and things like that, or did it what? Did you do wood textures in it as well? Um, so kind of. Um, I'll have to post a photo. Yes, post a photo. Have a look. You should. Um, should do but it yeah, it took a few scenes. times to do it. You should do some behind the scenes shots as well. Yeah, as you're making these things. Yeah, no, I need to do more of that. Yeah, didn't lend you a camera for no reason. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) snippets of um, backstage. Um, Yeah, it took a few times, and then just making sure it printed properly Mm. was the main thing because it's printed by hand, which is harder. So, did you print the lino piece first, then paint the watercolor around it? Yeah. Um, because then you know where your lino is placed yeah. on your paper mm. and then kind of just work around that mm. so sketch out the, the wreath and then um, slowly um, painting the, the flowers and everything mm. so and then last is writing the names and the date on Yeah. so is it ready for handover or have you handed it over? Uh, it's ready for handover mm. yeah. very good well, that's exciting, so that's commission latest work it's a bit of a achievement as an artist to have commission work come through that's yeah. cool yeah so that's my first wedding piece mm. many yeah. more to come hopefully hopefully yes. send them my way <laughs> and uh what have you been up to what have i been up to been I've, in the garden i've been i'm always in the garden if you yeah. can't find me i'm in the garden but no i've been quite busy actually i gave myself a few goals because i've got an issue a really <gasps> really bad addiction right to just buying plants oh okay <laughs> <laughs> not dramatic enough for you no i've made myself a sort of a promise of that i would <laughs> plant every single plant that i've got in pots at the moment and how many plants do you have in pots i had probably like 300 and you have maybe like 200 three, two, so maybe 100, 150 maybe well, you've got well, a way to go. Well, no, because I it's hard work. So you got my property is all lawn, so I've got to mm. make new garden beds, and that's a time consuming process. Yeah, because you've been digging up the grass, haven't you? I've been digging up the lawn. lawn. Yeah, so I made one big garden bed, which is probably like five, six meters long by maybe two, maybe three meters wide. But it's like a jelly bean that's shape. A big garden bed yeah interesting shape so i had to kill off the lawn first yeah and there's a few ways you can do that so i did it a natural way so i used a vinegar based spray which takes longer than a systemic herbicide but i've been trying to avoid using those because it's damaging to the plants yeah but it's also um it's not going to affect bees or anything like that so Ah, using vinegar is good but it's yeah more time consuming so i sprayed the grass Mm. And that took about a week to kill it just on the surface. And then I went through with a cultivator, cultivated the soil. Mm. Then I went through with a hand weeder for 15 hours. 15 hours? 15 hours, removing any grass, runners, or anything I could find. Wow. And then I went and added uh, 120 litres of compost to the soil because the soil was a bit... 120 litres? Yeah. How many bags is that? Like eight bags maybe, something like that. Maybe a bit less, actually. Um, anyway, so I did that, mixed that in, and then I finally could start planting. So I planted some plants. And nice. then I did it all over again in another area. <laughs> and you're just going to keep on going. Keep on going. But no, there's another technique to killing the grass a bit easier. Um, but you have to do it in autumn going into winter. Is that and with the, the strong? No. Mm. It's with cardboard. So if you uh, have cardboard, right, 
new or excess cardboard from any packaging you lay that on the area you want to create a new garden bed so you mm. lay it on the grass mm. um, and you make sure the cardboard overlaps if it's you know going on so repeat the grass kind of skate yes and then you add about two to four inches of mulch on top of that and you leave it over the winter period and what happens over the winter the grass can't get light so it dies back can't okay. photosynthesize and then it starts to rot the cardboard decomposes the mulch decomposes and it breaks down into the soil and oh, then you've by spring yeah by spring you've got weed free soil but humus rich soil hmm it's an interesting yeah so i will probably do that um in other areas i want to do but i won't be wanting to plant right away yeah um so i'll do that over the winter months but yeah so and so what yeah. are you what are you planting like um flowers? Mm, anything really Cause the idea is where i am i'm not going to stay in that area for long so i want to plant things that i can propagate and then i can take those propagated plants with me yeah. to the new property but anyway so i'm planting mixed flowers or anything that i'm trying to collect so a lot of it's um probably in the theme of a cottage garden oh yeah like an um, english garden yeah so mixed colors um lots of bright bold flowers with lots of like little delicate shade plants as well so it's a mixture of everything okay yeah sounds very uh time consuming but I'm sure it will be very beautiful. <laughs> it's not as time-consuming once you establish it, though. Um, a garden's quite easy once it's more established. It's the initial part. And I guess getting more... rid of those initial weeds is oh, important, God. too. Yeah, goddamn weeds. But no, so, yeah, I'm planting those, and then um, I'm going to be growing a lot more dahlias as well, so I'm investing oh, yeah. more money in those, which are good fun. So we've got some here at the farm, and then I've got plenty at my place as well. But um, they're quite beautiful, quite big flowers. You bought quite a few of those, didn't you? I brought 88 of them. Oh. I brought them as tubers, which a tuber is like if you picture a potato. Potato. Potato, yeah. Yeah. A tuber is a fleshy root, um, which you can cut and divide and separate and plant out in the garden. So dahlias are sold primarily as tubers, and you plant them in early spring, sort of mid-spring, and then they produce their foliage and then they grow up and then they produce their blooms and then in autumn you dig them up and you have to store them for winter because if you leave them in the ground in winter they rot ah so how do you store them then so you dig them up um you allow the tuber to dry out you dust off the dirt yeah chop them up Mm. yeah you chop them up chop them up into little bits yeah but no, there's there's a certain technique, um, which <laughs> just don't chop them. <laughs> just don't chop them. No, it's a it's actually quite hard to see initially um, if you're not quite familiar with growing them. But they've got what we call eyes on them, and Googly these eyes. these are these are little swollen little tiniest tiniest little bumps. You barely you can barely see them. So um, they're tiny little swollen swollen bumps which will turn a little bit red towards mm. the end of winter so you cut just above that and that's what will ensure your tuber will grow into a new plant but um if you're unsure or you don't know where the eyes are you can leave the big clump of roots as they are uncut until mm. sort of midwinter and with the cold they sometimes show a bit of coloring or they start to swell some more so you can see where they are so you can chop them okay 
But um, but yeah, so you divide them up. So you chop them with their eyes intact. <laughs> chop them in the eyes. <laughs> Sounds brutal. So you keep them intact with their eyes because then you'll keep get your, your dahlias away. Yeah. Um, but then once you've done the division and you've chopped them up, you can get um, shredded newspaper or sawdust mm. and you sit them in seedling trays and you bury them in those and then you cover them over so they don't get any light at all. Oh, tuck them in. Yeah. So they're nice and cozy. In a, in a sort of a cool, doesn't need to be warm, but just like a cool dry area. Yeah. Um, and then you leave them like that for, you know, for about three to four months until mm. the weather starts to warm when the soil is warm. And then just what, replant them? And you replant them into, once again, humus rich soil, which is my catchphrase on this show, which seems to be. What I always humus refer rich soil. <laughs> what I refer to soil as. Yeah, we need like a little segment uh, called humus rich soil. Yeah, a little DJ soundtrack comes on. No, um, so you plant them into quite good soil, um, but you don't water them. Never water your uh, dahlias you until them. you see them sprout, yeah, or shoot okay. with new foliage, or else you'll kill them. Like mm. you'll rot them so quick. I planted a tuber in spring, and then I because I was learning about them and I accidentally watered it <gasps> and then like two days later it rotted and I was like oh man uh, <laughs> it was like a $20 tuber I just lost <laughs> ouch. no so yeah you wait till they shoot and they're about an inch or two above the soil and then you can start watering but even then you've got to be careful how much water you give so yeah well because they're native to Mexico Mexico oh, are they well, I'm pretty sure, 100% sure. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, 100% sure. <laughs> it is late, so my memory might be a bit fuzzy. But no, it, I'm pretty sure they're native to um, Mexico, so they're quite an arid-loving plant. Okay, so warm you, areas. You can treat them mean, and they stay Oof. keen. <laughs> <laughs> Stab them in the eyes. <laughs> they're very, they are actually very easy to grow. I know it sounds technical, but it's like learning how to prune plant right once you've done it once you you feel more confident in it they're quite easy (laughs) grow them you can even grow them ellie yeah to do a bit of research yeah but no you've you've tried painting delis haven't you yeah um a little bit do you find them difficult because i imagine they'd be difficult yeah they are they require a lot of detail and patience yeah if you want to do like a pretty accurate representation Mm, mm. but no they're they're quite stunning flowers, and they come yeah. in all sorts of shapes and sizes and things like that. Yeah. And um, I've qu- got spotted ones, striped ones. Yes. All sorts. And you got cactus ones. Cactus ones. Cactus ones. What do they look like? Cactus ones. No, they look like... Um, they, they, if you picture a firework, the flowers are sort of spiky, and they, the petals go in all oh. different directions. Are they're they not... Pointy? They're pointy, the but they're not, sh- they're not sharp. They're oh. soft. Okay, so they're gonna no. stab your eyes. No, <laughs> but no. So you get cactus ones, which are quite spectacular, and then you got the dinner plates, which are as big as a plate dinner plate. Wow. And then um, you've got the decorative dahlias, which are anywhere from like fifteen to twenty centimeters in diameter. And then you've got the the bald dahlias, which are quite petite, spear-shaped ones. Yeah, they're wow. really pretty and they hold really well. And then you've got the anemone types, which look just like a daisy in terms mm. of the structure of the flower. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different types of dahlias, and they're very easy to grow from cutting seed or the root. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm excited because someone we know um, 
is going to be giving us their Dahlia collection. So hopefully... How many more will you have? Probably a few hundred, I'd say. Oh, wow. (laughs) But so we could have a beautiful cut garden here at the farm in no time. Yeah. Can you imagine? Dahlia Dahlia flowers you can paint. Yeah, that's going to take a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of practice. (laughs) But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Planting, pulling weeds, mixing compost into the soil. And, and yeah looking at dahlias looking at dahlias <laughs> and buying more plants and buying more plants no I didn't buy too many but enough that I've got another issue <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes I think yes I will get them all planted in hopefully sometime soon <laughs> otherwise you'll have to like put them in little warm boxes no I'll you'll just have to keep find them in little... their pots until I find a spot for them oh. but no they'll, can they'll... you keep them in the pot in winter then yeah, they plants don't really grow over winter, so a lot of plants no, like, stop. You know how you have to keep them warm. Oh Can no, it's only if they're like um, in the tropical or um, exotic or you know frost sensitive plants. I will, but like the dahlias, are they? Yeah, that's why I'm going to dig them up and cut their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I won't have to do too much. So oh, sounds good. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I think that's this episode. Yeah, been a, a good old chat. Yeah, just a bit more of a casual chat, chat, chat up, catch up. <laughs> okay. Yes. But no, join us next week, and we'll find out what our new name maybe is going to be. <laughs> if it's going to be new, I'll stay old. <laughs> yes, join us next week, and we will give the results. Yes, and who knows? So let us know what you think. We still may be in a notebook, or we might be more creative. <laughs> <laughs> we might be stuck in the middle. <laughs> who knows? But creative yes. notebook. Uh, Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, keep that in memory bank, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. See how creative we get. Yeah. Well, we will catch you on the next one, and we'll see you then. All right. See ya. Bye.